you're listening to the Positive Self Storyteller podcast. Be sure to find us on Facebook, search Positive Self Storyteller. Now, let's turn the page. Hey, what's going on, people? Uh, welcome to another episode of the Positive Self Storyteller podcast. I am Ryan, and with me today is a emotional responsive coach all the way from Baltimore, Derek Butler. What's going on, fella? Man, what's going on, brother? Ryan, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me on, man. I truly appreciate this. Uh, love your vision and what you got going on, brother. So happy to be a part of this. Oh, no, yeah, it's my, it, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you ever so much for, for attending this, you know, it's, uh, you know um, to raise awareness and, you know, add value to people's lives you know it is so thank you so much so can you just give me a little bit of background breeze first and foremost about like who you are where you're from you know what you do and how you got into it you know yeah so like i said i'm Derek butler emotional responsible coach originally from lancaster pennsylvania but i now reside in baltimore maryland um man traveled around a lot been all over the place man but one of the main things that uh, always stuck with me is my passion and responsiveness for wanting to help people my passion and responsiveness for wanting to see people get unstuck man and deal with the issues in their life in a proper way um i got into what i was doing man by chance by happenstance you know i you know was fresh out of college uh went back to my hometown i was working for the local prison um got into the prison and before i even knew what being trauma informed or trauma responsive was I was, I always acted as such. Um, I was always caring. I was always concerned, always understanding and responsive to the things that people have going on. So um, that's me, man. I just, I just care about seeing people do well. I care about seeing people um, heal or adapt and grow from their issues, from the overwhelming life experiences. I'm sorry, brother. My dog is running around in the background real yeah, that's crazy. That's so good. Hey, that's so good. That's so good to come in. Yeah, I apologize about that. She is. Hey, that's your dog. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, she's excited right now. But the main thing about it, man, is all my life, man, I've been leading up to this point, man. I've been leading yeah. up to this point. And, and, you know, I'm on a mission right now. I'm, I'm on a mission. So it's I'm a journey. Huh? Yeah, it's a journey, right? It's, it's a journey, yeah. yeah. I'm on a mission to how people feel safe, connected, and in control, man. Oh, there you you know, my, my, my mission is to use my passion and responsiveness to motivate and empower people to adapt, heal, and grow from overwhelming life experiences and feel safe, connected, and in control, brother. Yeah, we're, about, hey, we're, we're singing off the same hymn sheet, let me tell you, because like yes, that, y- your words are extremely powerful and they resonate with me, like truly resonate with me. Um, no, you, 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 no, you're extremely empathetic too, aren't you? You know, like you, you, you got yeah. a feel, feeling for people, you know, like you're, yes. Yes. yeah, same. Sometimes I see people in the street and I'm like, I just want to go up to them and make sure they're okay. Like it's, yes. it's, a, it's a, just yes. a strange feeling, you know, you got to get this set, this weird sort of sixth sense, <clears> like, you know. Um, my wife thinks I'm too empathetic, actually. They are right. They're all right. And I'm like, okay, okay, they're fine. But I still keep you know thinking about it, them. You know where that comes from, right? You tell me. That comes from feeling that same feeling. Mm. That comes from experiencing that same type of pain, that same type of feeling of being lost and being devastated, brother. So that's why we can empathize with people so well, man, because we know what it's like to be there. We know what it's like to be down. We know what it's like to be considered out. So we reach out to try to help people move from that place. No, yeah, I yeah, I totally get that, man. Because you know, the, this is what I really want to talk about. Actually, was um, 
the theme of today's sort of podcast is just trauma. And um, I know you say, you know, in your on your Facebook group, on your page, and you know what, and the videos you post, which are really yes. inspiring. Actually, it's all about you've gone through some trauma in your life and how you help others, you know, to realize that it's not their fault. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The biggest thing, man, what I had to learn, man, the biggest thing to really turn things around for me, man, is these two things right here, man. Whatever happened to me isn't my fault and I am not what happened to me. Mm, yeah. My trauma isn't my fault and I am not my trauma. And once I got a hold of those two things, man, it truly, truly helped the mindset shift. Um, Real quick, man, I, you know, I wasn't always this man you're talking to today, brother. I come from a very tough background and upbringing. I come from a single parent household, man. Okay. Um, my mother, I watched my mother be abused like she was a man. I watched my mother, my, my dad beat my mother like she was a man on countless occasions. I've been homeless. I had to sleep in cars. I didn't know where my next meal was coming from at times. I've been physically, emotionally, and sexually abused. I mean, I, I had a rough, man. I really had a rough coming up, man. And, you know, because of those things, I was angry. I was aggressive. I was really compensating for the things that I lost, for my innocence mm. that I lost, for the things that I've been through, man. But, you know, it, it took a, it took for me to keep on continuing to spiral down and hit bottom before I realized I had to make some changes. So I realized I had to do something different because I kept on losing things. I was losing jobs. I was losing money. I was losing relationships because of the unresolved trauma. So I had to make a decision, man, that I, I want better, so I have to do better. And yeah. I started getting help for those things, man. I started to address my unresolved issues. And I try to, I'm trying to tell you, the most two important things I got when I started getting help from my therapist is I'm not what happened to me, and what happened to me wasn't my fault. And from that point on, I was able to start telling myself. I started repeating something to myself every day, and I'm going to tell you what it was. But I tell myself, I am deserving, worthy lovable, desirable, and capable, as well as smart enough, strong enough, attractive enough, mm. rich enough, good enough, and I'm simply just enough. Yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy that you talk like this because um, I had a similar similar thing growing up in my life. Um, yeah. Like, not many people know this about me. Like, only my, I've only three told my family recently mm -hmm. my mother doesn't even know this you know so the, for me to me to open up on this platform it's quite a big thing but like what everything you just said resonates again it's just fantastic mm -hmm. man similar life no you know you've had a you've had a hard life don't get me wrong and like the, the some of the pain you've gone through like, it's a credit to you where you've come up you know what i mean right. like you, yeah. how you stood up and stand up you know um but i was also um i was groomed as a child so you know, mm. groomed to be something, and it could yeah. have led it could have led down a sexual path, yes. but I but I shut that down. I didn't. I was you know I was a kid. I didn't want it to go. Any, I know I didn't know what was going on. You know, and this person yeah. who groomed me in my life was someone who was really close to me. Mm -hmm. So I just buried that for fifteen years solid. I just oh. buried it deep. I didn't. I didn't yeah. tell my brother. Didn't tell my dad. Didn't tell my <clears> mother. You know, no one really got it around me. I just buried it. So one of the things that happened to me was when I turned, I met my, I now met my wife. So I met my wife uh, 10 years ago. And right. when it was about two years, three years into a relationship, um, I knew that I was strong enough or my subconscious knew 
that I was strong enough now to tackle this issue. Right. So right. this issue came out and this issue came out and it just erupted. I, you know, this embedded pain for 15 years now mm-hmm. just exploded on my life. And now I had to figure out now what I'm going to do with this pain. Am I just going to bury it again? Or am I going to mm. step up and handle this, and, you know, different results? You know, I got to change something in my life. So like, yeah. you, like you went to therapy and I, you know, it's not for everybody, but for me, it changed my life. And like I say, my wife mm-hmm. changed my life. To have someone so strong in your life to stand by you through mm-hmm. all the pain is just fantastic. That's but, amazing. you know, with that, um, with that grooming and with that trauma when I was young, three and a half years ago, my daughter was born. And that trauma then led me to have postnatal depression as a father. Mm. and that postnatal depression was worse than what happened to me when I was 15. Because, you know, I thought I dealt with it, but maybe I dealt with it to a certain degree. But then when my daughter was born, I was like, okay, now I truly got to deal with it because this cannot go on anymore. Like this, 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 this is like you, like you, man, I needed to change something. I needed to turn around quickly and know, and to know that I can grow into the man I was born to be. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And my daughter and my wife don't deserve the shell of a man that I was. They deserve the greatness that I know I can be. Absolutely. That's powerful, man. And I thank you for this platform that you have and, 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 and mm-hmm. making it a safe place to be able to share that. And yeah. especially sharing it for the first time live like this, man. That's yeah, amazing. Well, but I always think, <laughs> see, I always think like that my sort of like 15th year day or whatever it could be, it could be someone's number one day, you know, like first day, you know? So if they're hearing this message from myself or from you moving forward, then if that helps one person, then our jobs are done. And I'm saying, I'm saying this from a place of joy too, not from a place of, of, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not as then, Oh, look what happened to me. Feel sorry for me. It's it's almost like, yeah, most definitely like, like my worst day is my best day. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a great outlook to have. Yeah, it needs it needs it needs to be. Otherwise, you know what what's your life going to be? What what's that going to look like in twenty years, fifteen, or thirty years, whatever? You know, you're still going to be keeping all this in and embedding all this pain in you. And what is that doing to you? Like that's just that's like a virus within you, like just corroding your very soul. Man, that's one of the biggest things I see, man. Mm-hmm. Is- and I'm going to talk about it from a standpoint as males. We're both men. So yeah, yeah, yeah. as men, we want to bury our feelings or we want to avoid and play emotional dodgeball <laughs> with the things that we feel. Yeah. And the thing about it is our feelings aren't the enemy. No. There's nothing wrong with how you feel. <clears throat> Where we run into problems is how we express those emotions. It's the way that we respond and express emotions are the, way, are the things that cause us our most issues, are the things that cause us to lose jobs, mm. to lose friendships, to lose marriages. The way we deal with our emotions, because to be honest with you, like you said, brother, you thought you dealt with it, you thought you really dug deep and did the deep work to deal with it, but it resurfaced again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and people need to understand, man, that the, the most important thing is they don't go anywhere. Those emotions do not go anywhere. The thing about emotions... The thing about emotions is emotions. They're supposed to be in motion. We're supposed to move through these uh-huh. emotions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out of us. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. when we 
shit there in that it doesn't go to where it festers. So if you don't manage those emotions, then that emotion is going to manage you and they're going to come out at the worst times. Yeah, and that, that's a really good <clears throat> analogy, actually, in that motion. Like, yes. Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm going to use that, man. That's really good. Yo, yo, go ahead, brother. Go but for it. No, but it's like, like you said, it's, you know, if you don't manage that emotion, it manage, manage, like you say, it manages you. Yes. And it's, and it's, that, it's that, like, you know, because I'm on this sort of positive self-storyteller sort of motion, and what I'm, sort of what I say, say, like, silence your negative narrator. It's this person inside of you that's telling you all these things that no one else is telling you, but you're listening to them. And you think, why am I listening to them? Because it's easier to be negative. That's why it takes no effort at all to be negative. It takes no effort at all to feel down and feel crap about yourself. None whatsoever. It takes hard work to, to be positive and stay positive. But anything is worth doing is hard. Brother, that's, that's amazing that you say that. That the mindset yeah. is so crucial. Like that was the biggest turning point for me and mm-hmm. my ability to adapt to and grow from my overwhelming life experiences, brother, was my mindset. Yeah. You are so right. The, 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 issue, the, the issue a lot of the times is not what other people are telling you, but what you tell mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have several clients that I talk to who have low self-esteem. I work with them because they don't have confidence. Yeah. I work with them because they're socially, they're, they're socially awkward. They have social anxiety, all due to the trauma they endured as children, and then they never process through it. So now they, they're looking at themselves from a limiting standpoint. They're looking at themselves from lack. So I was talking with a client today, and he said, man, I'm just not good enough. I, I You know, nobody wants to be friends with me. I'm 47 years old. Who wants to start a new friendship with me? I said, let me ask you a question. Who told you nobody wants to be friends with you? Yeah. Well, uh, no, no, no. Who? Tell me who told you that. Uh, I did. Yes. You're telling yourself that story. And then what you tell yourself translates into how you feel about yourself. Yeah. So back and forth. So. <clears throat> the more you tell yourself you're not good enough, the more you have that negative self-talk, it's going to bring on negative emotions. And then negative emotions are going to dictate negative behaviors and keep you stuck. Hey, Ryan, the biggest thing for me, the most important thing for me in my coaching practice, in life, because I live what I do. Like when I do this because I love this. I do what I do because I love it. I love to help people and get it moving forward. The biggest thing about it, man, and what people fail to realize and what they don't want to take responsibility for is that it is a choice. Oh, yes. It is a choice. It's 100%. a choice. 100%. Yes. And the thing about it, like you said, man, this 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 path of healing and recovery yeah. is hard damn work. <laughs> it's ugly. Yeah, it it's is. uncomfortable. Oh, it is. Oh, it's devastating at times. Hey, Ryan, I'm explaining something to you, brother. When I was going through it, there was times I would be sitting at my desk. I get up at four in the morning. There's times when I'm working on myself before I used to do anything else. Well, starting my business or anything, I'm working on myself for the first three hours of the day doing self mastery. Ryan, there was times I'd be at my desk crying because it was so fucking hard because I wanted to stop. I wanted to slink back into my comfort zone because it's a familiar hell, mm-hmm. but I'm familiar with it. <laughs> I know that hell. <laughs> it was uncomfortable yeah. because of uncertain freedom. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally get what you're saying. Because you it's the unknown and people are fearful of the unknown. People, yes, don't, people don't want to venture out past 
like what they don't know because they like okay then you know what if what if it doesn't happen what if what if i don't get the results i want to get well if you have that mindset you will never get anywhere moving forward you're going to stay put and like you said right about your mind that's what changed my life forever was mindfulness was just learning about how important your mind is more than anything else moving forward as to grow as an individual for self-growth and self-management it it just it literally blew my mind like and i think to myself why didn't i know this stuff sooner moving forward hey i felt the same way mindfulness is a big part of my transition my transformation meditation is a big part of my life right now um i had a lot of anxiety trauma trauma related anxiety and I didn't understand why for a long time, but the issue is I was time traveling. I was always either moving forward and looking forward, or I was always looking back. I was never present. I was worried about what ha- was going to happen or what needs to happen, or I was worried about what did happen and what happened because of what did happen. You understand what I'm saying? And I never stayed in the moment. And that caused me to be so exhausted. It caused me to be so unhappy and not have any peace in my life, brother. It's so, like, everything, it's great to talk to. Because, like, it's, like, on the same wavelength. And it's so nice to speak to someone who sort of gets, like, everything I've gone through and vice versa as well. It's just, like, it's a breath of fresh air, actually, man. It's it's just fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate it. I love talking about this stuff, especially with people who understand because I'm going to tell you, because I'm not a trained mental health professional mm-hmm. or a qualified mental health professional, and I don't have a bunch of alphabets behind my name, sometimes when I'm in these different circles, I get frowned upon. They look at me like I don't know what I'm talking about. And it's good to know that a brother like you who's been through it understands that, yes, some terrible things happen. I'm not negating that. But what happened does not have to define your life. You don't have to be defined by what happened. So I get into verbal confrontations all the time with these mental health professionals and you you need to use this technique and that technique. I'm not problem focused. I don't really care about what happened to you. What I care about is how you manage what happened to you and what we need to do moving forward. I mean, I'm explaining something to you, brother. When you go through trauma, it's called a disruption. And there's four key areas of disruption. I don't care who you are, what your experience was. There's four key areas of disruption. It's safety. You're an, you have an inability to be safe. That's either mentally, emotionally, socially, or morally, okay? Safety is the first one. The next one is emotions. You have an ability, you have an ability to manage and communicate yourself effectively. You cannot deal with your emotions. Mm-hmm. The third key area is loss. You do know not you do not know how to manage loss or deal with loss, and you suffered a lot of overwhelming losses. And the fourth one is future. You do not know how to envision and plan for a better future. I don't give a darn what what happened to you, what traumatic experience you went through. Nine times out of ten, you fall in those four categories. Maybe not all four, but you fall in one of those four categories. Either you don't know how to be safe, you're creating a physically unsafe environment, or you're unsafe socially, or you're unsafe mentally. You're thinking bad thoughts, having negative self-talk, 
or you're morally unsafe, doing things wrong, put yourself in compromising situations. So where, where, did, where did you fall under your trauma? So when, when you went through what you went through? Oh, and man, what? I fell under all four of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Self, and, and what that's called is called um, the self model. And it's from a lady named Judy Bloom, and it falls under the sanctuary model. But the self model, brother, listen, when I say I lost jobs, that job I was talking about as a correction officer, Yeah. because of <clears throat> the way I managed my emotions, because of <clears throat> the way I carried myself because of the trauma that I, I endured, I lost that job because I was always fighting on my, I was fighting my coworkers. Yes, my coworkers were racist on a shift of 45. I was the only black person on that shift. There was a lot of racism going on, a lot of dumb stuff, but because I did not know how to respond to manage my emotions, I fed into it. And when they just wanted to talk and, 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 and do a lot of tongue wrestling, I was fighting. And that's because they didn't understand, right? Mm -hmm. That every time you said something to me crazy, every time you disrespected me, you were talking to that eight-year-old little boy that I was taking advantage of. Uh -huh, you yeah. were talking to that eight-year-old little boy that told himself when he gets older, when he gets bigger, when he gets stronger, no one will ever take advantage of him again. No one will ever make him feel worthless again. I will never carry shame because of what someone did to me what I allowed someone to do to me. Mm -hmm. So... Whenever you confront me or you disrespect me, that eight-year-old boy was coming out of full force because he made a promise to himself. And because I couldn't manage my emotions and my anger, I was fighting because I felt that you were trying to take advantage of me or disrespect me. Oh yeah, I get man. It's this is so this is this is this is so true. Like you say, like what I'm saying now is that what happened to me will never happen to my daughter. Yes. And, you know, some people say how they're protective parents, protective fathers, or I look after this and look mm -hmm. after that. See, mm -hmm. I get that. But for me, it's the next level. Like, for me now, moving forward in my life, I will, I will vet anybody who comes into my child's life. I, I, I will go through them with a fine comb because I cannot. I will, I will refuse to let what happened to me happen to my daughter because I was, I was led to fit. I was led to believe that was all my fault. I was led to believe that if I was to express my feelings, then that would, that whole situation was manipulated to be like, Oh, well, it was Ryan's fault. He wanted this to happen. I never want this, you know, so on and so forth. So I then thought, well, what if it is my fault? And if I can, and I continue down this path then, because what see going a little bit deeper is that, what, we, what rose from this and why I actually figured this out when I was 15 years later is that I was led to believe that it was my fault. So I was led to believe that I was attracted to men. Mm. Okay. So then when, when I was admiring someone the same way I would admire my abuser, I was then thinking, I'm not admiring them. I'm attracted to them because I was led to believe that I was attracted to this person. So then that fell into a category of, am I gay? Identity issue, yes. Massive identity issues. And I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm just starting to build a really strong relationship with the woman I knew was gonna be my wife. I just knew she was gonna be my wife. And I had to tell her all these things, like 
I was just a shell of a man, an absolute shell of a man. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what to believe. I didn't know who to turn to. Uh, I didn't even know what I was doing. Talk about out of character. So just in, because they say when somebody goes through a traumatic experience, you don't even recognize the person in front of you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, and then that was something else I had to deal with. And I realized that it all came down to abandonment issues, being abandoned because my mother left me. Uh, well, left me. Left, she, my mother and father had a divorce and then she went off with another man. So then I also mm -hmm. felt abandoned. So yeah. I was abandoned when I was like 11. That's what, we, that's what I felt. And I was abandoned when I was 15. And then I come to a 30 year old man and I'm bawling, I'm crying my eyes out in my counselor's office. This 15 year old lad who was, doesn't know what to do. And it, oh, like you said, like you just earlier said, the pain and the suffering you've got to go through to recognize that it's actually going to be okay. So, some people can't do it. Some people just haven't, haven't got the strength to do it. But if you dig deep and you find that strength, the life that you can live is going to be 100% better than the life you think you have. Hey, brother, the place I'm at right now, man, like I always envision being at this place Mm -hmm. But I actually didn't believe I can be there. Mm -hmm. The peace that I feel, the 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 way that I'm able to manage myself and and doing this work, man, and 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 it's it's a joy that is unexplainable and undescribable, no. brother. No, like no, to be able to. I, I used to be a slave to my feelings and the things and people that put me in it. So anybody can push my buttons and wind me up and there I am flying off the handle but the peace that I have man the the mindset that I have because I put in the work you're right brother that's why a lot of people stay stuck and they get mad psychologists get mad therapists get mad well no I'm not going to say some get mad when I say it is a choice healing is a choice to be a victim I'm sorry to remain a victim is a choice Yes. And it's a choice you make every day. You have to make the choice to either I'm going to be the victim to life circumstances or I'm going to be the victor over life circumstances. At the end of the day, brother, it's still a choice. Oh, I, I say it every time. I say it every single time. Like I, on my last podcast with my brother, I was saying about choices. I was saying about how, you know, this whole COVID-19 lockdown scenario, right? How, we, yes. how people work on their bodies all the time, but nobody works, yes. on their, nobody works on their mind. So you finally come into lockdown and you're like, okay, I can still work out in the house, but what are we doing about our mind? That's a choice. You chose to work on your body and now you're saying, okay, now I may be suffering with mental health. I get that, that you might be suffering mental health. I'm not taking it away because I suffered mental health for years and you know, I'm still battling a lot of that to this day. But mm -hmm. there's a choice you can make. There's decisions you can make. Like this is a muscle. Your mind is a muscle. For then, for you then to not work on that every single day to improve it, then you can just think and you can manage any situation. It's ludicrous to me. It's crazy you know, to me. That, that, that comes down to either having a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. And I explain this to people all the yeah. time. Yeah. That, like you just said, our mind is a muscle. It can be stretched. Mm -hmm. It can grow. It's not fixed. It's not set. It's, it's scientifically proven that our brains can still develop late into adult life and we can develop new things. 
And that's the thing about it, man. We have to find ways to get past it. We have to continue to work on these things. But like you said, it is a choice, brother. It Always. is a choice. Always a choice. And I, and I just hope that people now, you know, listening to, to this podcast, man, just like can take sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Can take, take a breath for one, you know, and yeah. just realize that, you know, if people are going through this every day and you know, just, just small baby steps. Like I used to say, you know, every day and every way I'm getting a little bit better. I used to look myself in the mirror and just tell myself and keep telling myself and keep telling myself because I had to remain in that positive way. Cause the moment I go back, I know I'm never going to get back out. Mm. And that for me wasn't a choice. That's a, that is not a choice for me. I cannot go back. Let me ask you a question. Cause there's a big difference. And I know your answer to it, but I want the people to understand it's one thing to do positive self-talk, mm -hmm. but what did you also do with your positive self-talk? Did you also take action that aligns with the self-talk? A hundred percent, hundred percent. That's, people, yeah, yeah. I'm using positive self-talk, but nothing's changing. Well, hold on. You're saying one thing, but what are your actions, what are your actions saying? What are you doing? Yeah, and that, that, that's brilliant. Yeah, because that's the time I was in therapy. Like I thought I would yes. go, with th I thought I would go to therapy and leave thinking, okay, things will get fixed. I'd leave. Oh, I would leave that place. I'd go for a drink because I had to sort of get right. I'd go yeah. home and not say anything to my to my wife. Just yeah. get in bed and cry myself to sleep. Yeah, because. And I thought, why am I even going? I go back the next week. Oh, okay, I got to go back and experience that now and experience yes. that. And who wants to go back and experience that? So when you when you are telling when you're going through that pain, even that pain of going through therapy, to tell yourself, it is going to be okay. You will get through it. You have to stay with it. But people don't want to stay with it too. People want to just have a quick fix. They think, oh yeah, I'll do mindfulness or I'll meditate or I'll you know I'll go to counseling for a week. And I'm a it isn't it's not working after a week. Did it take you a week to get to this point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And listen, and brother, you're talking to someone who loves instant gratification, mm -hmm. someone who wants immediate results. I am solution focused and results oriented. But this was this right here, you you can't get immediate results. Listen, I, there's a quote. Jim Rohn, one of my favorite guys. He oh, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't change your destination overnight, but yeah. you can change your direction overnight. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you can change your you can change which way you're going overnight. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm you can't change your destination. But you can, yeah. And it's not going to be over there. But you can make that choice to say, you know what? I've been going this way for a long time, and it's not working. Mm -hmm. Let me try something different. Yeah. Let me do something different. Hey, Ryan, the first thing my therapist told me, and I know I talk a lot about mental health professionals. I'm not bashing. They're very important. I have one. Yeah. That's one of the big turnarounds in my life. But the thing about it is my mental health professional told me, after she told me that I'm not what happened to me, what happened to me wasn't my fault, she said, Derek, you are going to have to do the work. Yes. You are going to have to do the work. I'm here with you. I'm here for you. But you're going to have to do, I only see you for one hour a week. One hour a week is all I see you for. The rest of the time is up to you. And then you've got to, then you have to, you have to come to the realization quick that do I have the strength to do this 
for the six days until my next counseling session. Like for me, it was like, okay, I got to count down to my next one. Can I do it? Can I do it? Right. And that day was a daunting. Like people want to have their counselor every day. They want to, you know, get help every day. But it's on you. Like, yeah. like I'm a, I'm a university lecturer as well, right? So I teach, I teach game art. So people, you know, okay. you know I'll just, you know, get into the uh, games industry through artistic medium or whatever. Oh, but that's it, great. It, yeah. yeah, but it's the same thing. Like, I'm teaching them to teach themselves. Yes. I'm not teaching them the skills. I'm teaching them how to find the skills themselves and to maintain that skill and improve on that skill, but to want to improve on that skill. Like it's far enough you go so far, but that's only going to get you so far. Like if you yeah. want to be that next person, that better version of yourself, you've got to go the extra mile. And people don't want to go the extra mile. Well, if people don't want to go the extra mile, they don't want it bad enough. Yeah, and that's and that's what it is. That's what it is. Listen, I'm 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 explaining something to you, man. Um, I told some. I told matter of fact, I told a client today. I just enrolled another client today, and I said, "Listen, man, I'm here with you. I'm here for you, but you have to do the work. The only difference is you don't have to do it alone. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you." Really, and I tell people all the time, yes, the program is great. You're going to see great results. I have people that get great results all the time. You're not paying me for the program. You're paying me for the accountability. You're paying me for someone that's going to be on you. It's going to be your biggest cheer when you're doing something right, but it's going to be on your ass when you're BSing. And I'm not going to allow you to BS on my watch. I'm not going to allow you to keep on getting crushed under these self-limiting beliefs and behaviors on my watch. I'm not going to lie to keep on telling yourself a negative story. You have to put in the work. It comes that, yo, it, it, it's that simple. If you wouldn't have put in the work, Ryan, to get to where you there's nothing your therapist would have been able to do for you. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing. No, I know, and I, and I. Yeah, that's why people are in therapy for eight, nine, ten years. No. Yeah. I know, I know. And like the day, the day that my therapy came to an end, I was like, am I ready? Like, is this it? And yeah, it was it. Like, you know, like you, 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 you can walk that path now. Like you're fucking you like, started. Now it's your job to keep going, keep going on it, man. Yeah. I like the, 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 the work you're doing, man. The message you're delivering is so inspiring. And like the people you're working with, like just from being on this podcast with you for, I don't know, 20 minutes have you been like, it's a credit man, to what you're doing. And it's a credit to the people who work with you and they should, they should be thankful, man, that they got you in your life and they got yeah, you, you in his, their lives, most definitely. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it. No, you know, it's, um, you know, it's insightful, it's inspiring, it's extremely motivating, you know, and I think that's, you know, all this, what it's all about, man, this journey, you know, to, to inspire people and to motivate them and just to, and to give them a bit of hope. That's what it comes down to, man. It's hope for me. Yeah. yeah. You know what I call it, man? And this is, you know, I got it going under trademark. I got the, um, going under the trademark process now with my lawyer, but I coined what I do. It's called trauma-informed motivational empowerment. You understand what I'm saying? Trauma-informed trauma motivational empowerment. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, it's one thing. Motivation runs out, brother. You know what I'm saying? Motivation runs out. And when motivation runs out, time begins and that's what i call it time trauma informed motivational pattern where, where motivation and time begins because yes you need to be motivated you need to be feeling good you need to have those emotions motivation is nothing but emotions mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying so yes i get you going emotionally but i also empower you 
to make lasting change. And then I come at it from a, a trauma-informed standpoint because 70% of people deal with trauma in their life, whether they know it or not. So I treat people with universal precautions. I am understanding and responsible to trauma. Listen, I used to listen to motivational speakers a lot, Ryan. Yeah. It didn't work for me. You know okay. why it didn't work for me? Because the things they were talking about doing sounded great, but I wasn't able to follow through with it because I didn't address me. I didn't address the unresolved trauma. Once I did that, then people like Eric Thomas, people like Les Brown, Tony Ruff, all them people started making sense. Because, you know, someone's telling you, oh, you can have a better life. All you got to do is do this, 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 and this. And you try, and it doesn't work. And it's like, well, goddamn. <laughs> so I deal with my unresolved trauma first. Now I can see clearly what you're talking about. Now I can put them on and be motivated and inspired. But it took for me first to clear the trauma out of the way, to clear my unresolved trauma out of the way. And, and, I, I, and, I, bet, I, and I bet your life is now so much more fulfilling, right? Oh my gosh! Wow. Brother, the peace that I said, the peace that I have, man. I know, and, and, I have, man. and and I just want that for other people, you know. And that's my thing. Yes, I want if that I, so I, much. Yeah. If people don't take nothing else from this, all I want them to know is you do not have to stay stuck. You don't have to be defined by your circumstances. Your circumstances don't do not have to determine your outcome. That's all I want you to know. Whether you get help from me, whether they talk to you, or I don't give a damn. I, hey, I'm going to have my clients regardless, but talk to somebody. Yes. You do not have to stay stuck. Oh, communicate. Talking is so, oh, like, it's ridiculous just to open up. And like the, one of the things I learned like from, uh, and from my first therapist I went to, man, was about crying as well, right? To, to, yes. it's, it's quite a cool analogy, but like it's my emotional cup. Yes. And my emotional cup is filling and filling and filling. And then it's physically crying out of my eyes i am leaking out my emotional cup but once you do that that cup then gets a little bit uh, a little bit less full you know a little yes. bit empty and then you can take yes. on a little bit more and then you can start to fill your cup a little bit more with your emotional baggage and then it spills out again but it's all positive it is all good and you need to do that like you need yes. to release sometimes but, see, but when you're sitting there trying to fight them tears you don't want to cry because that's ah. not Manly, or that's not a masculine thing to do. Forget Where does that. all that bubble up go? It, 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 instead of it pouring out in your eyes, it starts pouring out of your nose, your ears. It shuts down your heart, shuts yeah. down your kidneys, your liver. That's why we have all these health issues because you don't want to let go and release yeah. what needs to be released. I'm going to tell you something, brother. I got an analogy for that, man. And what I call it is it's A A E A, right? It's about acknowledging where you're at, accepting. What is going on, what you can control, what you can't control. Mm. The E is expressing, effectively expressing your thoughts and your feelings. And then the A is taking massive action to move in a different direction. Yes, yes. Knowledge, you have to accept, you have to express, and you have to take massive, massive action. You've got it, man. Like, uh, that's br it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Two points that really, like, yeah, it's about control don't focus on things you can't control and focus on things you can control that in my life for me is just i only really discovered that like the last year or so right yeah it's that 90 10 rule i don't know it's in, it's yeah. in one of my it's in one of my books and if you've probably read it or you've seen it you yeah, know it's about that in a group the other 
day, yeah. Yeah. What happens to you, 90% how you handle it. Yeah, and it's, oh, I tell you, well, that's life-changing. Absolutely life-changing, you know? And then to take massive action, like just to really just go for it, you know? Everything on the table, get it all out there. Just say, okay, I am going to give you everything I've got. You know, yeah. if you give it, if you give ten percent, then you're only going to get ten percent back. Thank you. Like, if you want a hundred percent, then you got to give a hundred percent. You know what I tell them? You know, and, and, and that's a great point. You, the more you put in, the more you get back. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not going to contradict what you're saying, but what I tell my people, my clients, when they're just starting out, I don't care if you only got two percent. I don't care if it's only five percent. I want it all. Yes. As long as you're giving me everything, if you only have five percent of yourself to give right now, that but that's all of you have to give. If that's all of you. We're going to get to the 50, 60, 70, and eventually a hundred percent. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah, because it yeah, because it could be because it could be a hundred percent of that five percent. Yes, thank you. Yes. Because you may only be at, you know at a five right now. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? That's, yeah. Yes, I can't. I can't set these expectations for you to give me a hundred percent of what you don't have. Yes, yes, yes. Manage your expectations. I've been saying this forever and a yes. day. I say it all yes. the time. People got to manage their expectations. They want to get to here, but when they're really high, but when they're so low, they want to get up there really quick. They want to climb that ladder so quickly, and it's like, why can't I get there? Because you can't get there. That's what causes the frustration when your expect when your expectations do not match reality. Oh yes, definitely. And, and that's what causes so much pain and frustration because you expect this, you expect to be here, but you mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying? And why can't I get there? Why can't I get there? And again, I bring it back to you telling yourself these things. You know, you bringing it, telling you you can't do it, you can't do it. Well, you can do it. You just got to keep yeah. telling yourself you can do it. You take that, you, and you got to believe, man. You oh. got to believe. Another big thing for me was believing before I was healed, before I was able to adapt, heal, and grow, I had to believe and act as I could adapt, heal, and grow. Visualization. I visualized myself in a better place. Um, you know, I, I constantly focus on it, man. I constantly focus on having my own business, constantly focus on clients, man, constantly focus on impacting the world for, you know, making the world a more safer, connected, and and and, and people in more control. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, I, that was- yeah, yeah. Oh, man. It, it's so, it's so, like, again, I'm going to go back to it, like, but your, your journey, like, and where you've got, where you're getting to, where you've got to, what you work on every day is a path. Yeah. I want, I want, I want that goal. I still, I want it, but obviously, I want to walk my own journey and my own path to get there. Like, do you know what I mean? And uh, if I can get, you know, if I can provide value to someone the way you're providing value to someone, again, that's just going to be life changing uh, from a sense of, you know, compassion, a sense of empathy, uh, a sense of inner peace. Yes. You know, and to live just a little bit easier. You know. Yes. Uh, it's fantastic what you're doing, man. And this man, platform, you know, it's, yeah. It's fantastic what you're doing, man. Like this platform you have is, is so, you know, and, and this is what I want. I want to pour into you real quick. And I want you to know, brother, like, how long you been doing this for now? Well, my, my daughter was born uh, three and a half years ago. And yeah. then I started to get into mindfulness um, mm-hmm. about straight away actually and then i then i figured out that 
what I'm learning, because it was all about the postnatal depression. And I was thinking to myself that no, no father talks about it ever. And there's uh -huh. a real stigma behind it. And I thought to myself, well, somebody could benefit from hearing me talk. Right. So then I decided to look at life coaching and I started to study about um, NLP, like, you know, new neurological linguistic programming. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was doing that course. And then I, then I thought, okay, this is going well. It's going a bit slow. It's going a bit steady. Then I started reading more and I started learning more and I started growing more, listening to more podcasts, YouTube, right. you know, whatever it may be. And I started to ramp up really quickly and get it. And like, yeah. like in my life, like <laughs> I've always been a talker. Like my family, yeah. my friends, my school, like was always said, oh, your mouth's going to get you into trouble one day, Ryan. And I'm like, Absolutely. okay, well, if that's my gift, then let it be my gift. That's your gift. And you're yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then I'm going to use it. So then I thought, okay, let's do that. So I took on another course and that course then is about finding what, what you can add value to, towards people's lives. So like your, your hero's journey, like what is your story? And then find out what your, your niche is and then deliver that as a narrative to someone else to hopefully add value to them. So, you know, a couple of, you know, two years, maybe maximum, you know, I think the most important thing I wanted to ask you, I want to let you know, brother, that what you're doing right now is powerful. And I know this market seems saturated with podcasts and motivational stuff and everything yeah. like that, man, but it's needed. It is so needed because every message is unique and different and going to catch different people you can never have too many people that's trying to make the world a better place no you, you cannot have like, <laughs> so brother you keep pressing on doing what you're doing you're doing amazing things i yeah. appreciate the platform that you created i appreciate your message and what you're getting out there and listen to me brother people are listening they're hearing and they're improving and that's all we can ask for. You understand what I'm saying? So keep doing what you're doing, man. Right, man I, I like, I'm blessed, man. I thank you for, and I thank you for those words, man. I thank you. And like, like you say, you know, every what I've learned on this journey is that everybody's, um, everybody's outlook on life is unique. Yes. And the fact that and I'm not saying anything different, but I'm saying it in a way that might resonate with someone differently. You know, they might hear someone else and think, oh, I don't get that message. But if they might hear it from me and they might get it, like not all my students in my class get me, you know, like they say, what, what, yeah. I don't understand what are you talking about? So I say, okay, then you, I say to another student, you tell them what I just said. And then they go, mm -hmm. okay, fine. And that's fine because they got it from somewhere. That message was resonated better with them. So, you know, again, I'm not, again, I'm not telling anything new, but people might resonate with our messages. And, you know, that there is a win. It's a massive win for someone. Someone can live their life a little bit better and be a bit, a bit, be a better version of themselves. Right. Then I'll keep this going. You know, I will definitely keep this moving forward. You know. And that's what it's about, man. Like I had to learn, and and this is this is one of the most important things, brother. I had to learn that I'm not going to be to help everybody. No, no, if I know. I can just reach one. That's all I try to do. I try to make this world a more safer, connected, and in control place one person at a time and there's a lot of times you're gonna realize that people don't want your help and i had to learn not to take that personal i had to reject that rejection you understand what I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 once i was able to learn to reject rejection and all the only thing that no means is next you understand what i'm saying yeah okay, yeah you say no 
all right, I'm on to the next one. Because yeah. there's somebody out there that wants what I'm trying to give them. Do I have to work a little bit harder to go get it? Yes. But I can't force it on nobody. If people really want to change, they're going to be motivated to change and do the work needed to change. You understand what I'm saying? So all I try to do is focus on one person at a time. You know what I'm saying? And if, they, and if they're not ready, I can't force them to be ready because people make time and they invest their money in what they want to do and what's important to them. So if, if healing, if, if adapting, healing, and growing from trauma isn't important for them, then they're not going to invest in that. They're not going to do And again, that's their choice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's not going to be natural, brother. No, I know, Iman. I know it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, I'm going to wrap this podcast up. I'm going to come to an end, but I want to say thank you ever so much, man, for being on here with me. I get this hey, is fantastic. Derek, where can they find you? If they want to, like, you know, catch you anywhere, they want to contact hey, you, you know, what, social media, what's up? Where, where can they find media, you? You can find me at Derek Butler on my business page, DB Empowers on Facebook. Derek Butler on Facebook or DB Empowers on Facebook. You can join my Facebook group and you can you can speak to this Ryan Victory Village. Yeah, you can I'm look on up that. Victory Village on Facebook. Um, you can also find me on YouTube, Derek Butler Empowers. Got Listen, people. If you don't get anything else from this conversation, please understand that you do not have to stay where you are. You do not have to remain stuck. Ryan, I appreciate you, man. No, I thank you ever so much for being on. Guys, you can find this podcast on Anchor FM. Um, it's on Google. You can also find it on Apple eventually. It'll be on you. And Spotify, you can find it on there as well. And like we're saying, just moving forward, one step at a time, and it's a choice. It is a, it is a choice. You either do or you don't. And I hope you take that, that massive momentum and that step moving forward and stop listening to that negative narrator and let's just become positive self-storytellers. Take care, man. Peace. Thanks ever so much. Peace.